Thanks for joining me for episode 356 of Hippie Witch Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the magical, hoogalicious creatrix behind Kick Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadebo.com or back on the description page for this episode back on Blog Talk Radio where you will also find links to October's discount codes if you're listening to this in real time in October 2018. Check it out. This is your new favorite episode of Hippie Witch. It is my new favorite episode of Hippie Witch. And weirdly enough, appropriately, strangely, awesomely, magically, it features two couples from the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I I don't know how that happened, but it happened, and I think it's kind of cool. So this episode is one that I have been dreaming of doing for some time. It features my friend, Kathy Schinzel, her and her husband, Todd, are building from the ground up a magical house in a forest. It's going to blow your mind listening to her talk about how they manifested this using magic, using the law of attraction, and, and following the dreams of their heart. So I can't wait for you to listen to that. But first, I have to tell you about another couple, Whitney and Nick Boydston of Gray Fox Market House because they contacted me to tell me about this uh, company they have, Gray Fox Market House, and I get a lot of emails like this. I ain't gonna lie, uh, and and usually they don't grab me like 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 uh, Whitney's email grabbed me. I'm I'm stuttering and pausing because I'm grabbing their. They make these yoga mat and room sprays that are so good. I sprayed one on my pop filter, (laughs) Uh, which my pop filter doesn't work that great. I don't know. I want a spit free podcast. So if anybody has any recommendations for awesome pop filters, I would love to hear all about it. But mine smells like chai tea right now. (laughs) Uh, These are amazing. I'm going to read you part of the original email that they sent me when they reached out before they sent me these products. They're not paying me to do this. This is not a sponsored post. But there is a really cool discount code for you guys that I will share if you like what I have to say about these things. But I, I just really instantly clicked with Whitney and with what she had to say. Of course, flattery will get you everywhere. But also, I was just really intrigued by their company when I clicked on the link and went and checked it out. And then they sent me a little collection of their room sprays, and they're so different. I was really excited. They're really, really unique, and I'm a sucker for gorgeous packaging. And the room sprays came in this muslin bag with their logo on it and it was just beautifully done so I'm like I'm totally gonna give this a shout out on Hippie Witch because I love awesome people and I love couples that work together I think that's so cool so shout out to Whitney and Nick I'm just gonna read this to you guys because 
because I can. She said, as, where is this? As an avid listener of Hippie Witch, woohoo! <laughs> you have inspired and taught me more than I could ever express. My life was forever altered by the development of an autoimmune disease five years back. My fast-paced life was replaced with much-needed time for reflection on self, life, and why the hell are we here anyway? Can you say shadow work? That's where you came in, the kooky creatrix I never knew I needed. I found myself relying on your positive and honest podcast as a friend. I would enthusiastically bob my head in agreement to everything from profound shifts in my beliefs to your silly and relatable moments of humanness. You have helped me to unleash and relish my inner queen. And for that, I thank you. See what I'm saying? How could I resist that? (laughs) How could I? It's I hate getting emails. I delete them right away from people that I can tell have never listened to my podcast. They just like Google witch or just even podcasts. And then they just are like, they send you out like a mass email that you can tell they just send to everyone and they have no idea who you are. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. There are human beings behind these podcasts. And most of us are like, I'm a one woman show. I'm the one reading your email. It's not going to some assistant, you know? (laughs) So anyway, I loved what she had to say. And then she told me a little bit about their company. Here's a bit about Gray Fox Market House and what the heck we are trying to do. Scent is a powerful thing, is it not? It can lift one's spirits, stimulate creativity, or calm one's nerves. Sometimes scents can even trigger happy memories, and that was it. That is what has inspired our scents at Gray Fox Market House. We have attempted to bottle feel-good moments and are sharing them with you. Makes sense, right? Pun intended. We are here to help you enhance your practice and inspire your day. Nick and I are a husband and wife duo residing in the Pacific Northwest with our shelter rescues. Natasha, a smiley Sheltie mix, and Floki, a green-eyed tuxedo cat. Coffee is our religion. Thanks for the tip about mushroom coffee, by the way. We both love it. Yay, mushroom coffee. Uh, Being a force for good, positivity, and creativity is our message. We are all about spreading the love, which is why we will be giving back 10% of our earnings to the National Park Foundation to help protect the beauty of our parks for wildlife and generations to come. That also sold it for me and is why I was like, okay, send me some stuff so I can smell it. And then there's always this too. I am not encouraging you all to send me stuff for your small businesses because I don't want the podcast to turn into like a promo fest. But that made it kind of irresistible for me too because they're doing something great for our planet and our planet needs help right now. So if you do want to approach anyone, a blog, a podcast, somebody makes videos and see if they want to help you out, make sure you know who they are and like reference their material so they actually can tell that you listen to or read their work. And then make sure what you create is something that the people that follow that blog or listen to that podcast would actually love. And I think you guys would love this. It's very, the scents are homey. It reminds me, all of them have this, they're not fruity. They're not floral, which I really appreciate because usually these sprays are. Some of them I like, but I'm really sensitive to like really girly, florally, perfumey kind of scents. And these this is why I called myself a hoogalicious creatrix at the beginning of this episode. They got the hooga. It's like 
a warm, cozy hug, all of them. The one I have next to my bed right now that I've been using is called Morning Fire. Oh my gosh, I can't even think of the name of it. Let me flip through their cards here to see if I can, because I'm not going to run over to my bedroom. It's like uh, Morning Fire or something. Morning Campfire. There we go. That one is yummy. Cozy Sweater was the one that I freaked out about when they first sent it to me because Huga, they're all Huga scents in my opinion, but I like that they're for men or women. That I really love. There is Woodsman, which I love, and I'm certainly not a woodsman, Gold Coast, and then the one that I am geeking out on today and sprayed on my pop filter, Chai Tea. So... (laughs) They're giving a massive discount, too. It's huge. Go to grayfoxmarkethouse.com, and they will give you 30% off your order if you use the coupon code HIPPYWITCH. There's no spaces. Just put HIPPYWITCH in at checkout. But they're only giving one coupon per person, and it's only good for two months from today. So get it while it's hot. They make these would make awesome Christmas gifts or stocking stuffers, but I would say just buy it for yourself because they're so hoogalicious and so yummy. So there is my commercial, <laughs> my commercial for Gray Fox Market House. I love awesome people being awesome. I love people following a dream. So That is actually what this podcast is mainly about today, people being awesome and following a dream. It's about my friend Kathy Schentzel and her husband Todd. Definitely, definitely, definitely you should be on Twitter. I tell you this almost every week because I'm on Twitter. It's my favorite social media platform. (laughs) But if you decide to take me up on that, make sure you follow Kathy. There will be a link to her because I love her Twitter feed. And I know most of you are Instagram people, and her Instagram is awesome too. And she told me I could go to her Instagram and pick any picture I wanted to use on social media to promote this episode. And it was so hard to pick a picture because she's gorgeous. And so it's like, do I pick pick a picture of Kathy or do I pick a picture of this house they're building or the land they're building it on? It's a lot to look at. It's a lot of good stuff. And I ended up picking a picture of this phase in which they were building their house that her son came in and put, like, they have protective runes baked into their house and they're awesome. And I'm like, that's the picture. That's the one that everybody's going to love because it's witchy and the text that she put on Instagram with that picture says protection and intention runes for our house of dreams before the back filing today. The gods will send a fair wind, but you will have to hoist your own sails. And the sigils are built on runes or inspired by runes, something to do with runes. I'm not a rune person, but they're cool. They look witchy. They look awesome. And then her description on Twitter, I thought I would read to you too, because this is how she describes herself. Keep in mind, Kathy is not, she's very shy and introverted. She is not a person that puts herself on the internet. Like (laughs) I have been putting a bug in her ear about coming on the podcast for a while because we're friends. And I was like, I'm going to try to bug you into coming on the podcast. And I just kept kind of escalating it and escalating. And she's like, yeah, I think I'd want to do that. And finally, I just put the big push in and she said yes. And I was so happy. And she's great, by the way. You cannot tell that she's 
shy at all. Like, I think she would be great. Her and Todd should start their own podcast. She's one of these people, and there's a lot of you that don't put yourself out there as content creators, really, but you're always supporting the community. You're always liking and sharing posts and commenting and spreading the love and, you know, reposting uh, witchy creators' content. She's one of those people, and she does it with a really... uh, positive spin. She focuses on the positive, which I love, and that's why I like her Twitter. But this is how she describes herself. Mom of seven, Baba of three, witch, tarot reader, magic seeker, lover of cats, all the animals, and Mother Earth. Folklore and fairy tales. So... I'll shut up now so you can listen to Kathy because she's got a lot of cool stuff to say. And like I said, I know this is their new favorite episode. Make sure you tell Kathy how much you love this. When it's over, go find her on Instagram or Twitter and be like, I love you. You're awesome. I am following you now. (laughs) All right. Without any further ado, here she is, my friend Kathy. Welcome to Hippie Witch, Kathy. Hey, Joanna. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> this is so fun. I love having friends on. I'm pretty excited and nervous, but excited. We'll go with that. Oh, it's everybody's going to love you. I know that. And and a lot of them might not even know they already do. <laughs> because <laughs> you're like this sort of introverted presence in our community, in the witchy community. So people may even be interacting with you and not even realizing like the woman behind the behind that interaction. So I'm excited to get to introduce them to you and tell them more about who you are. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I beg them to go to your Instagram account if they need something to look at while we talk. <laughs> That's a good idea. So can you tell them how to get there? Um, I think it's just Cat Shinsel, right? Is it Cat Shinsel on Instagram? Let's spell it. Cat like meow. Uh-huh. Shin as in don't hit your shin on the table. <laughs> yeah. S-E-L. Yes. I did it right, yes? Yes. Cat Shinsel. Okay. The reason I did that is because the main reason that I wanted to have Kathy on today is to tell us all about this magical deliberate creation that her and her family are in the midst of but really this has been in the works for a while and it's creating this forest compound basically (laughs) building a home like it's not a psycho compound though no what is that (laughs) you know like when weird people move to the woods and build a compound oh well you have just the right amount of weird yeah yeah (laughs) so kathy is a witch and uh i don't know why i'm talking about you like in third person here let's redirect (laughs) you are a witch and you decided to up and move your family from utah to to the woods to the mount to are you in the mountains or is it just the woods um it's mountainous but it's more the woods and you have a view of the mountain range um behind our woods and you own a piece of forest which i'm so excited about that's why i told people to go to instagram so they can look i haven't been to your instagram for a while but i see you post those pictures on twitter sometimes and i'm always Mm -hmm. like shouting at my screen this is amazing (laughs) because you're building something out of scratch you're building a home out of scratch 
but right butted up against this forest, which you own part of, and it's just incredible to look at. So that's why I wanted them to have a visual while we were talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we own five acres um, of field, which we're planting, and we have an orchard, and then five acres of forest. And you're living in a trailer. <laughs> we are. And did you just hear a bell? I did. That's a train going by because next door to us is a huge farm where people come out and have train rides and choose pumpkins. And the train goes right beside our trailer and like dings every time it goes by the trailer. So that's going to be happening. Oh, well, it's called very festive, right? Like pumpkin picking and you guys own, (laughs) you own some trees like peaches. Am I remembering this correctly? We do. We have a peach orchard, and then um, also our field that we'll be planting in lavender is three acres of pumpkins this year, which is the neighbor is selling. So our field is full of people milling around choosing pumpkins this year also. Mm-hmm. Which you seem to have embraced and that you're loving. Yeah, it's challenging, you know, sitting here in the trailer and people are coming down and using our porta potty. Oh, they <laughs> are. Like <laughs> you should have put a sign out. This is not your toilet. A witch lives yeah, here. Yeah, right. <laughs> but like but that'll just roll into like challenges that happen when you're going, you know, going after your dreams. You know, it's all part of it. Yeah. Well, that's really what I wanted to talk you, talk to you about. So let's start from the very beginning. You're in Utah. And you get this dream in your heart. Like, let's just start from just the very first desire. Okay. That got us moving this direction. Yeah. Like, Um, how did this all start? And it happened to me as an observer. It seemed to happen so fast. You're like, oh, we're going to do this thing. We got this property and and now we're moving. It it really seemed you guys don't mess around when you make a decision. Well, it's funny. I could see how it would um, seem that way, but we always had talked about it together as a couple. You and your husband? uh Uh-huh. My husband and I, Todd. And, um, but even before Todd, like years and years ago, I always wanted to grow lavender. And then when I presented the idea to him, he loved it. We started thinking about it. And then just over the years since always since we've been together we've always had a dream of one day buying property and growing lavender and retiring to work for ourselves and um so we'd always had that in the back of our mind and um then i really don't know the catalyst of just i just i think we were finally feeling like okay we either need to really do this or we're never going to so that's when we decided to start looking for property so i could see how you know from the outside it would look like all of a sudden yeah did it have to do with age like seeing your 50s starting to approach that whole memento mori thing to me i i'm i'm more connected to like the dreams of my heart the more i realize i don't have infinite time here in this body on this planet this time around like if i'm gonna do it i just better go for it yeah yeah absolutely you know everything becomes more important more precious you know you can feel your body is not quite as strong you know so you have to 
you know, you realize, yeah, we better get moving or how, like my husband is physically building our house, you know, and, uh, just being able to do that before, you know, we just, not we don't have the to. strength to, <laughs> yeah. yeah, before we literally don't have the strength to. Not that you guys are old. You're still youngish, I would say. Yeah, but you can definitely feel a difference, you know, getting mm-hmm. to this phase of life. And you start realizing you have a different perspective when you're young, you feel invincible and you have forever ahead of you. And it, you know, it does start feeling a little different as you get older. Okay. So going from that, like, then what happened? You had, did you just sort of lead it, leave it up to being guided to the right spot or did you have Washington in mind? How did that happen? Um, I'm from here. This is where I grew up, so I've always been homesick to come back and um, moved to Utah 20 years ago. My husband lived, grew up in Utah, so this is a total adventure for him, but he loved the idea of bringing me home. So that's how we narrowed down that when we were able to buy the farm that we'd want it to be here. And we're just um, north of Spokane in Washington. Um and a really important part of the story is um, in 2012, we were just recovering from bankruptcy and losing everything during the recession. My husband's in sales. And I found the picture, the famous picture. Um, it is on my Instagram, um, just on Pinterest of just a pretty fall picture that I wanted for our cover photo on Facebook. And uh, that picture is our driveway now. Oh my God. <laughs> when you yeah. post pictures of your driveway, I I can't handle it. It's so beautiful, Kathy. I'm, I've been plotting and planning in my head, like how can I be the person <laughs> that she asked to hold retreats there? Because this is where I'm going to do my retreats. Because it's yeah. so beautiful. I, yeah. I can't. It's just so idyllic and it's almost a fantasy I know you guys are dealing with ticks and and building a building and porta potties but but it's easy to visualize where you're going just because of the nature all around you yeah yeah it really is and Yes, of course you're having retreats here. That's like part of the plan. <laughs> you hear that, people? People ask me all the time, when are you going to have retreats? I'll get yes. people asking me from across, like all, in Europe, saying like, I will fly to America to go to one of your retreats. And like, you will? That's oh my. so awesome. Yeah. So it's really people asking me to do it that put the mm-hmm. idea in my head. So one day we're going to make that happen, lady. Yeah, absolutely. And we're actually setting it up for that, for people, you know, not just um, our group or people who would want to come that we know, but for anyone who wanted to come do retreats as part of our um, vision for the property. Well, let's talk about the vision. Okay. We're growing Um, lavender. (laughs) Yep. Yep. In fact, today, um, this afternoon, we're going out. We have to finish... um, plotting out the field because we have to get our lavender plants ordered for the spring. And I think it's going to be, we're starting with about 7,500 plants that we're putting in in the spring. 
Incredible. So, so having a lavender field is going to be part of it. So you're, what are you going to do with all of that? Um, we really want to have a wedding venue and a place where people can come and do retreats and things like that. Um, classes. And uh, so in the center of our lavender um, field will be a circle of grass so we can have tents and things out there. And then the lavender will um, be planted all around that center. How beautiful. Are you going to sell it? Are you going to make products with it? Or are you just... Yeah, we're going to do both. We're going to have um, you pick so people can come out and enjoy, you know. It's amazing. I don't know if you've been in a lavender field, but it's quite an experience. I've um, been writing about, in fiction, a fictional lavender field, which is hilarious because I don't know anything about it. So another... <laughs> Me just glomming onto your dream. It's like... <laughs> and it's another reason that you have to come so you can go sit out there. Just, I love just running your hands over a stalk of lavender. Like just, mm -hmm. we have a little bit here on my property. Nothing fancy, just a bush. But I love going yeah. out there and just like running my hands over it. You smell amazing all day. Yeah, yeah. And to like be in a field that the air just smells like that. You know, and I've always loved that idea of just, you know, being able to provide a space like that for people to just take a breath literally and just zen out. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so we've got the vision. You're going to, you are building a house. Mm -hmm. You've moved much of your family over there with you. So your son is helping your husband, right? Right. Um, we have our oldest son, Levi. He um, He's helped. Like, we couldn't have done this without him. He's been here, and they've worked right along together. And then we have um, our son, Luke, who did a lot of the framing, and our son, Liam, who's been here helping as well. And has been the, he's the youngest, so he's been the heavy lifter, carrying all the lumber where we need it to be for the house to go up. And they have built the house themselves, just our family team. I can imagine a hundred years from now, like your descendants being like, this is where it all started. And great, great, <laughs> yeah. great grandma, Kathy Shenzel, and <laughs> Kathy and Todd are, you know, our ancestors. Cause it's such a family thing. I also, I know for sure the audience has to hear about the sigils too, because you guys, you are, not just witchy, you're a witch, and you guys painted, or was it paint? You like yeah, built yeah, sigils painted. into the building, like as mm -hmm. you were building it. How did that go? Um, Levi, he designed um, the sigils out of runes and had them um, kind of vibrating out from each other, and they're just all about. Um, all the good things, all the blessings for the house, prosperity, protection, manifesting our dreams and all of those things. And then on the front of it is um, a ship, a Viking ship. And we think of our house as a ship that's carrying us forward. Um, You're so magical. There's really, there's a really pretty picture of um, the foundation on Instagram. Now it's in the dirt, but it's still there. It's covered though now. And uh, we just love, we love knowing that we have that energy there and, and building from that. 
Hi, Joanna. Hi. Oh, there's there's Todd. He's hi, Todd. Hi. Feel free to throw <laughs> your two time. cents in at any time. We're talking about your your magical adventure here. <laughs> he had to cruise in and say hi. He's pretty excited about that. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, you guys are yeah. amazing. It's uh, it's been quite a process. You know, it is amazing. It's so amazing, challenging wonderful difficult you know all the things yeah i wanted to talk about that too it's like we hear like people that love magic people that love the law of attraction like setting an intention and everything lines up to you you know when you put a uh, intention out into the universe the universe meets you there and it just sounds so amazing but in my experience and i know in your experience that comes with a lot of challenges because the I believe it's because the physical reality has to be moved around and shifted to get yeah. into alignment. You have to be prepared for what you're headed into spiritually, physically, mentally. And so when you mm-hmm. say yes to a vision like that, you're saying yes to all of it. <laughs> um, yeah. So what have been the biggest challenges to this dream? Um all of that like that's something that I really wanted to share um is it's so great to go for your dreams like it's so awesome and like manifest all the shit like whatever it is do it you know the momentum mori the all of it you know life is short you know but expect that it is going to be challenging you know anything amazing that you're striving for is a lot of work and just being prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have mornings where I wake up and the power is out in the trailer and there's never hot water and I have to go outside and it's frosty to go to the porta potty in the middle of the night and, you know, all that stuff. And we have four cats and two dogs in our trailer with us. And, um, you know, (laughs) you know, just all the, the day to day struggle and also really being understanding, you know, as a couple that we're both like maxed out, you know, and to give each other space and be understanding, you know, of each other feeling frustrated or, you know, just you know, freaking out or, you know, what's going to happen about this or that, or I'm so sick of this or that, even though we're trying to have the best attitude possible, there's definitely days to push through like that. I love that you guys give each other that space. You have a beautiful marriage from where I stand. I think you guys are an awesome couple. And I mean, just to have, just to share a dream like this, and even with your kids, and to, for everybody to be on board and then to know that you give each other space. Because what we're saying yeah. about going for a dream, bringing up all the challenges, mm-hmm. I think it's easy to get bogged down in the challenges and to make it all about yourself. And so to recognize, like, you know, he's having all of this happen as well and is it's, it's good. It's it's wise is what it is. Yeah, definitely. Um. And, you know, another part of it is Todd has been working in Utah half the week and here half the week. So 
until two weeks ago since May, he's been flying to Utah on Monday morning, flying back here Wednesday night, flying back to Utah Monday, flying back here Wednesday night for five months, working down there, working here on the house four days, working in Utah three days. And uh, that's been intense, like super crazy. And uh, we just had a job opportunity present itself up here and he quit that job that has been amazing for us and gotten us to where we are from being totally broke to where we are now in five years um, to trust the universe again that this is what we should do. Wow. So he now he doesn't have to keep flying back and forth? Right. Yep. Yes. So. yes. That's kind of my idea of like meeting the universe halfway too. It's like, yeah, I feel like the energy of being like, we're going to do this. We're willing to put in the work. We're willing mm-hmm. to push ourselves way past our limits. I feel like you get that energy moving and it's like, not that I'm personifying the universe, but I guess I kind of am in just to make a point it's like the universe is like all right fine i see you guys are committed here you go here you go i'm gonna make this easier for you this path just opened up and we've seen that time and time again i mean first when we so this land from being a picture on pinterest to being our home um The way we found it is when we came up here, we spent a week looking for property and I kept seeing that picture, that Pinterest picture come up in the listings over and over. And I thought someone had just um, photoshopped that, you know, to make it look like a really good piece of property you should look at. I didn't think it could really be that. So I kept putting it off for the whole week. And then finally, the last day, we were so dejected. We couldn't find the land we wanted. And I finally said, well, I keep seeing this. Maybe we should go check it out. So on our last day before we went back, giving up until like we would have had to wait another year, we came out here and it was actually it. It was that it's that place. Like it doesn't look like it. It is that place. It is literally the exact picture that you put on your Pinterest. Yeah. I can't have this conversation without being covered in goosebumps. Like I have chills up my spine. Yeah. It's so like, it blows my mind still. And we, you know, it's twice as much money as we wanted to spend. And all of a sudden we had all these obstacles and, you know, at that moment we decided, okay, there's no way the universe just put this in front of us for us to fail. So there has to be a way that we can do this. There has to be a way. We just have to figure it out. And that's when we started. Every time we have an obstacle, we just watch. And the universe always puts a solution in front of us. But we have to trust it. And it's really scary to trust it. You know, a lot of people might think we were ridiculous for that. You know, quitting a job that's been amazing for us you know that was a really long shot but we just know that on this whole journey the universe hasn't let us down so we keep having to trust and we keep stepping forward and everything keeps falling into place 
And this is why your friend Joanna has been annoying the heck out of you about <laughs> when are you coming on my podcast? Because I think this is the most amazing manifestation story ever. It it hits all the lessons, you know, like yeah. in such a powerful clear, easy to understand way. Again, go look at her Instagram so you can see what we're talking about. You can see this property coming up and happening. You can look at the Pinterest photo that like you had no idea when you pinned that, that you would literally be living on that property one day. No. And it could have been anywhere on the planet, the picture. I didn't um, search pretty fall pictures near Spokane or, you know, anything like that. It was just at, completely out of the universe. It could have been anywhere. I'm so excited. So I love that um, my daughter, she was just, they were just visiting for the weekend and she um, posted a picture on Instagram of our house and she said, my family just built this out of a hole in the ground. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I thought that was so cute and, you know, just sums up really how amazing it is, you know, to stand there and look at that and just know that it's a family with a vision, a united vision, working together as a unit, what you can do. Yes, it's insanely inspiring. Will you have a toilet by Christmas? Hell yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> So right now we're having a hard push to um, get our um, temporary occupancy. That means the house isn't completely finished, but we can live in it um, before Thanksgiving and have Thanksgiving dinner in that house. I hope you're but carefully documenting every single, every little itty bitty thing of this. I need to be doing better at that, but I'm really trying, you know, as much as I can. It's been crazy. Um, just realizing how difficult it is to keep my daily rituals and schedule, you know, and all the things I would normally do um, on the daily. It's so hard to wake up and have any kind of schedule like that, but I'm really trying to. Well, let's talk about that. Let's, let's bring it back to witchy stuff. What are your daily rituals or what's a really powerful daily ritual that is a must for you? A must for me is um, a daily card, pulling a card for the day, and um, that has been hard. That's the simplest thing to do. It sets my day and my mindset, and it's crazy how hard it's been to do that every day here. Um, but I keep trying, you know, it's a hit and miss, but I... You know, at least if I can a few times a week, I feel pretty good about that. And then just journaling, journaling my thoughts about the card, how it affected or, you know, what the connections I made through that with my day. And then also, I just I really believe the world is your oracle. So I love journaling about signs and and uh messages that come to me through the day yeah. as I'm observing nature and my surroundings. That is why Robert Moss's book, Sidewalk Oracles, is one of my favorites. Yeah. I, I think yep. when you're when you're living in the wild, which you guys kind of are, there's a forest, mm -hmm. there's there's mm -hmm. animals, there's birds. It's like that's what I think of when I hear witchy people talk about that. And I live in a city. And so the title Sidewalk Oracles 
brought that to me in a, in a way where I was like, hey, I have this going on too. This this is at anywhere you live, but where you Definitely. guys where you guys are, there was some I forget what was happening, some not fun morning that involved porta potty, <laughs> but then you saw an owl and and you were just yeah. like connected to that instead of fussing over all the crappy things that were happening. Absolutely. What does owl represent to you? Or in that moment, what did it? Remembering our focus. The whole point of what we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah, you are surrounded by oracles, lady, right now, especially. We really are. Um, We have so many. We have eagles and ravens and hawks and deer and um, just so many animals all around us and birds all the time. And the ravens are amazing. We've talked about it a little bit. They're always here. They're always chattering something at us and they're always watching us. They're my favorite. uh, I like to think they're blessing you and welcoming you. I think ravens are the coolest. Yeah, I love that. I feel like they're speaking, um, for our woods, for the the land spirits and the animals that are in our woods, um, they're kind of the voice for that. Because first coming here, we felt like we were intruding there. It's a our woods are really wild. People haven't ever really been there, and we we did. We felt like intruders, and um, and the more we're here, and the more that we are interacting, we're feeling more like we belong. Well, if any humans are going to set up camp there, I feel like you are the right humans for that. And and that's why I keep too trying to push that book on you. Uh, I think it's, oh man, I always forget the title too. It's the season. The Crow? Seasons, the Crow book? No, that one, but also Seasons of the Sacred Earth. I think, or Sacred Seasons of the Earth. It's a man who moved, I want to say he's in Canada, but it follows an entire year of living in the wild with his family and just how the different seasons, how they interacted, but they have that reverence for the land and the trees and the animals. And it, it just reminds me a lot of your journey. And I thought it might be comforting to read his, his journey as you're going along on yours. Definitely. I just wrote it down. It's going in my I Amazon think it's cart. Seasons of the <laughs> Sacred Earth. It's a really, I just think it's a very special book. There are these books that I don't see the witchy community embracing because now we have our witchy rock stars, you know, yep. and like they come, yep. they come out with a book and everybody's talking about it. But I'm like, but there's this lovely, lovely book that this lovely man wrote that none of us are talking about. And here I am, it's like, true. not remembering the title, which is bad, Joanna. <laughs> And there's so many books that, you know, aren't quote unquote witchy, but are totally witchy. Yes. That's one of my favorite things, too, to find is stuff where I'm like, this person's kind of witchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, one of my favorite recent things with that was Jack White. I always say he's my rock god. I love him. Mm-hmm. But uh, Tanner and I got to my son, for those who don't know, uh, we went to Nashville for our birthday. They give tours of Third Man Records, which is what, that's Jack's 
record label and phone shop and everything. But they only give two tours a week, and they only let 10 people in, and it's first come, first serve. You can't make a reservation. (laughs) So we were there, like, super early, and we got in. and. It was thrilling, but one of the things, I was just like, he's so witchy. I know he does not identify that way, but when he married Karen Elson, it had to be on this specific river where these other rivers mix meet, and it was mm-hmm. all this interesting symbolism, and he's so specific, and he's really into like the power of three, and during this tour, they were talking about how he puts these things called blood cards into, or he used to. His business was third man upholstery before he became a rock star. He oh, had wow. an upholstery business, and he would sew these little secret things into the furniture and call them blood cards. So anybody who ever got a piece of furniture from third man records is like sitting on, <laughs> to me. That's like pretty awesome. Isn't it? He's so witchy to me, even though I know he would never yeah. refer to himself that way. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of you all, like, baking sigils into your home. And uh, that's forever, I think. Like, to any, yeah. you know, let's knock on wood hundreds of years from now, somebody that has no connection to your family at all, like, that's actually baked into that home and that property. Yeah. Yes, it is. And it's powerful. And it's good, you know, and it's positive. And, you know, it's such a misconception, you know, people who may be magically minded, they wouldn't allow themselves to, like you were saying, to think that they are or to say that they are because it's somehow not okay or it's evil or, you know, but. Or even just weird. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I just think people maybe don't want to be that weirdo, you know. Right. But it's so amazingly good and powerful and and you know it's a game changer well what is what is i've never asked you this what are your beliefs about oh i mean it's such a broad subject but let's just hit the high points whatever comes, <laughs> whatever comes to mind what are your beliefs about magic witchcraft who we are we're here tell me everything (laughs) that feels like um it that question it always reminds me because I did I grew up Mormon and that was like the main question that how they converted people is people want to know where they came from who they are and where they're going and we have all the answers yes sign up for this church yep and we'll tell you exactly the truth that only we have exactly Yep. And other people can be good people, but they just don't. They just don't know. They're they not going to heaven. To they might be a yeah. good person, but they're definitely burning in hell forever and ever and ever. Exactly. <laughs> so it's safe to assume that you don't believe that. No, I did. Um, yeah, I did grow up Mormon. Um, and that's a really long story. You can ask questions about it if you want to, but um to just sum it up, I grew up Mormon. I got married in the Mormon temple when I was 17. Nobody questioned that that may be a little young. Um, I married into a very um, controlling marriage, um, which is pretty normal in that culture. And um, 
was married for 18 years, had five babies, which is the whole reason that that was meant to be a part of my life. And then um, after I couldn't do that anymore, I finally um, separated from my husband and from that culture. And that that's how I found this path is by throwing everything out. Everything went out with the bathwater. And then I slowly started gathering back what felt right or made sense to me. Well, why did it make sense to you? When you were a very little kid, did you feel like magical? Like, why would you gravitate toward witchcraft? Is that the right word to you? Mm -hmm. Why would you gravitate toward that after coming out of such a restrictive religious experience and and being in a marriage for so long and having five kids and yeah um i always just really connected with nature um that's where i always felt at peace and love and calm and still to this day you know whenever you meditate or if you go to you know any type of there you know counselor therapist a light worker they always have you imagine a beautiful place close your eyes imagine a beautiful place and it's always my field when i was a little girl i would go and sit in the middle of the field my dad grew alfalfa hay and we weren't allowed to be out in the hay field, but I would always walk really carefully and just go and sit out in the middle. I love and, that. It's like you were called to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's where I could breathe and, and felt safe and just in tune with everything around me. Um, church never felt right to me. You know, and we talked about a few days ago, Maya Angelou, that quote, when you know better, do better. Yes. One of the main reasons I hold on to that is because I, having not knowing any better, I raised my kids in that same culture and I wish I hadn't. I wish I could go back, but they've, you know, they've all learned and they've they've grown into the people they are through that experience as well. That's something as a parent I always try and remind myself that your kids have to go through stuff just like you went through things, you know, and figure things out. But um that quote has just, carried me through so much guilt and regret. I <laughs> I'm not kidding. I yeah. It's kind of all I have when I get really stuck in feelings of guilt or regret. Always about my son and his early childhood and what I wish I would have done better. And that quote is like a life raft. When you when you knew better, you did better. When you know better, you do better. Right. But it holds so much truth. You know, you can't go back and change things. You know, all you can do is move forward. And um, that church, it didn't resonate with me ever, but it is very um, controlling. And you do have to fight your way out of it. And it is all I knew, you know. But um, And I want to add this too, not to embarrass you, but... Kathy looks like Stephanie Seymour. She looks like a supermodel. <laughs> and she's got so much to offer, like, 
as you can tell, just talking to her spiritually and as as a woman, regardless of what she looks like. But I, I just always would notice that about you at first, like, wow, like in different circumstances, like who knows what, you know, like you would have got swept up into if you lived in a city or something, for sure. Somebody would have scouted you and been like, come to our modeling agency. (laughs) And it would have been a whole other experience of life. But that is what you were born into. And, and there must be some intention behind that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because, you know, everything that's presented or that we go through, we learn and grow from. And so that's so moving forward, actually having the opportunity. My husband, Todd, you know, after we were together, he just said, you know, don't worry about it. You know, I'm not putting any any parameters on you. Just sort it out. You know, figure out what feels right to you. Well, let's Because that's what matters. Bit. How did you find Todd? How did you guys find each other? We actually met online on Yahoo Dating when that was a thing. <laughs> wow, what year was that? Um, two thousand five. We had online dating in two thousand five. It, but it was Yahoo, Yahoo. My kids tease me because I say Yahoo. Yahoo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's. I think it was before everything else. I think they did it first, but um. Yeah, that's how we met, and and, um, we got married six months after we met, and the rest is history. And you have a supportive, kind, loving marriage. Sorry, I I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just saying you have a supportive, kind, loving marriage. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, you know, as I figured out my spiritual belief system, which I... I, for a while, I felt pantheist, you know, you go, you start out with all the beginner, like Wicca books and start just reading all about the different things. And then I, I felt like I was definitely pantheist that the divine is in everything. And, uh, I've moved to animism and, uh, you know, I have a pretty eclectic, um, practice and perspective but Todd has just been there all along the way. Like he was just kind of born with that type of mindset. So it's all really gelled together for both of us. And we're able to have this really cool um, marriage with a common practice and common um, goals and manifesting things together and we share an altar together that's a working altar and and I thoroughly believe that's how we were able to to be here where we are right now is through that working altar amazing what what magic did you perform to land on this property was there intention setting was there an altar what what when you guys were back in Utah before you found the property, mm-hmm. was there some sort of magical working that you did? Definitely. Every day, every day um, we prayed over our altar. We had our money spells. Um, we, I have a honey jar, a honey spell that I've lit candles over for years and prayed and prayed over it and just that focus and every morning he um would have 
his prayer that he would say on the way to work. And, you know, the thing about it is you can, something I've learned along the way is it doesn't matter what you call it. If you call it a spell or a prayer, it's the same. It's focused intention, focused energy. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I've had the same kind of experience, too, of moving from an Abrahamic religion into, well, mine was more long and windy, I think. Mine was like personal development and new age before I landed on, on witchcraft and Wicca and all of that. But in terms of going from pantheism, which I was just like, this feels true to me, then starting to move into animism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for people that are hearing this that don't know, a lot of people that listen to this podcast, they're just straight up law of attraction people, and they may have mm-hmm. never even heard those terms before. So in your worldview, like what is pantheism? What is animism? What is the difference between the two? Pantheism, I would say the divine is in everything. So just sacredness for everything on the planet. And I still, you know, I still feel that way. But also then animism is adding in, you know, everything has a soul. Everything has that spark in it. Mm -hmm. And just kind of taking it to the next level. For me, there's not a hard line between the two. It's very yeah, it kind of blends. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I believe God, love, source, the universe. I believe it's in all things, mm-hmm. but I believe each thing has its own soul. Each person and animals, especially, <laughs> if you're having a hard time being like, how does this rock have a soul? I at least you know can say every human has their own soul. But I would also go further than that and say each soul is a drop of the divine. It's a, right. it's the way source experiences itself mm-hmm. through like these different lenses. And so then it starts getting very just like mushed up together because then it's <laughs> yeah. like, well, then that's kind of just pantheism, right? <laughs> but, it's, yeah. but it's not. There, this rock has its own perspective, points, uh, this own lens that God experiences it through, just like this flower does, just like I do, just like my right. cat Otis, who's looking at me through the window does. Right. And everything is part of the creation. So everything has has that piece of it and has a reason to have reverence for it. Yeah. Those ideas were first introduced to me before witchcraft through Eastern philosophies and stuff like Mm -hmm. that too, because that's very much a part of their traditions and religions and beliefs. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what what happened to us white people where we're like, no, (laughs) you have no power. God is over man. Man is over woman. Woman is over children. Children is over animals. It's like this hierarchy of control. And then even within that, within the patriarchy, something I, I really would love for men to grasp is like that hierarchy affects you too, because that means some men are more powerful than others. It's very disempowering for people at the bottom of the pyramid, you know, regardless of what sex you are and I know that's like almost a political statement but it's a spiritual statement as well when you're coming out of religion like Mormonism right absolutely and that impacts who you are you must have a very strong spirit to like fight your way out of that um it is really hard I physically fought my way out of it and 
You know, I literally ran down a country road in heels running away from a bishop who stole, took my car keys and wasn't allowing me to leave because he was convinced that I was ruining my children's life and my family and I should listen to his counsel and I just had had enough. So I went to leave his office and he took my car keys and he was holding me there and I had to run away physically. Wow. <laughs> there. Oh my yeah. gosh. How did, yeah. okay. Can we get more details about this? How did you end up in that <laughs> office? You just went there to say I'm because, leaving the church? Yeah. Well, because, you know, I'm really sorry. You know, I don't know who's going to be listening, who did grow up um, out Yes, or in the Mormon church, but it is my opinion that it is a cult and um, they really focus on brainwashing. So I was a person who had been raised in that environment my entire life. And even though it didn't resonate with me or feel right, I was still under that ether. So when I decided that I needed to get a divorce or I would die, I had to go talk to the bishop and tell him that, that I had made that decision. Because I didn't know any other way. I didn't know that I didn't have to go talk to him. But that magical hierarchy. Right. So um, I went in to talk to him and I told him, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship. It, it was emotional, which to me is harder sometimes. I'm not saying physical abuse isn't completely horrible, but... I always wished I had proof. I wish I had bruises on me mm -hmm. because then people could understand where I was coming from. The bishop sat there and told me, the only reason you can get a divorce without needing to repent is if your husband is a murderer. And that's when I, I stood up and I just said, I, I got to go. I don't, I don't believe what you're saying and I have to go. And that's when he kept my car keys and I had to run away. Please write your life story. <laughs> that's so, it's so interesting. It's so inspiring. I hope anybody listening to this that needs a little bit of extra courage is getting that right now from listening to you. I always, I have wanted to write a book. Maybe one day things will stop spinning and I'll be able to sit down and do that. Yeah, well, maybe when your house is built and your business is running mm -hmm. smoothly and everything's flowing, you'll have the space to do something like that. Yeah, because I always thought, you know, all these hard things I'm going through, if I could write a book and I could help people, you know, it would make it all worth it. Yeah. Not that it's not worth it now because you, yeah. something I really love too, I, I, that I wanted to point people to, um, and I, I'm not going to keep you here very much longer, but I, I love your Twitter feed. I'm a Twitter person <laughs> and, uh, I've told people about your Twitter feed before here, but, um, you're Kathy C A T Kathy Schensel. Yeah. C -A -T. C -A -T. Go ahead. <laughs> C I know. C A T H I E. S-H-I-N-S-E-L. Okay, so your Twitter feed is awesome because it's extremely witchy, and but also very positive and uplifting, which I love. Like, you don't get in 
on there just start bitching about the hardships of life. And if you right. are going to share something about like, I am having a shitty morning, it, <laughs> it's always within the context of like, you know, but I saw this owl and it was so beautiful. And it's, I just, it's maybe my favorite Twitter feed. I really, really love, sometimes I'll just uh, go right to your feed and I'll just like everything until like <laughs> I get to the bottom of the last thing that I liked. That makes me happy. <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. I love it. Your your retweets are awesome. <laughs> you just find the coolest, like folklore, the guy that's into the words. What is his name? Yeah. McFarlane. Robert McFarlane. Robert McFarlane. You retweet mm-hmm. him all the time. And yeah. It's, uh, it's like a witchy Twitter paradise. I love your feed. I just love being able to focus on things that I love and and share them. You know, there's so much crap, you know, that you can get distracted looking at that brings people down. And I just love focusing on, yeah, on things I love and, and sharing that, you know, giving people and myself a little reprieve mm-hmm. from everything. And, we, you know, we can't... Um, Quit talking before we talk about the law of attraction, which is a huge part of my practice and has changed my life. And I thoroughly believe that what you focus on grows. And that's a huge part of my magic. And I didn't want to leave that out because it's easy to, you know, we're just chatting. And I want to make sure that we were able to talk about that. Thank you, because I feel like the nerd of the witchy community. <laughs> I feel like the law of attraction is misunderstood and and mm-hmm. judged and looked down upon by certain... Uh, there's just a certain kind of people that love magic and witchcraft are very into like traditional witchcraft or right. just straight up Wicca and... And so the law of attraction, I don't know. I, maybe it's just my own complex because I kind of felt like growing up as a Christian, I was taught that we'd be persecuted as Christians and we were mm-hmm. kind of made fun of at school. Like I was a big old Jesus lover and I would wear this t-shirt to school that said, Jesus is the quarterback and I'm the receiver. <laughs> and at Christmas, I'd wear a huge button that said, Jesus is the reason for the season. And so I like got made fun of. So I may have just brought that complex into my witchiness and feeling like I feel like the dork. The dork of witches. That's me. <laughs> and I don't think you're dorky at all. So I'm so happy that you have validated me now here today. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely 100%. The whole reason I'm sitting here in this trailer on this property with the train going by is the law of attraction. And focusing on what you love and what excites you. I think it's a matter of like push and pull. Like, so much mm-hmm. of personal development is about like pushing and willpower, whereas I think if the law of attraction is more like pulling yourself forward with desire. There's just more ease and effortlessness to it when you just follow yeah. what feels good. Right. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And and you use the word focus. I, and this is why, to me, I can't separate witchcraft from law of attraction, because to me, witchcraft is the art of it. It's like the, the honey jar that you have. Absolutely. It's, all those things are focusing tools. It's for mm-hmm. focusing your energy and staying focused. That daily tarot draw that you do or whatever it is, it's about mm-hmm. staying into alignment. And uh, so to me, it's just kind of all 
kind of like I was saying with pantheism and animism being mushed mm-hmm. up together, it's just very hard for me to separate the two. Right. That's really true. And it's so important to keep that focus because there's so many distractions and it's so easily, it's so easy to, to, you know, lose track of where you're going or to be distracted by things that don't matter and, and get off track. And I've noticed that being here, you know, on living on a construction site here in this trailer is just keep focus, keep focus, keep focus. I keep telling myself that because it's my lifeline really a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's what gets you through the ticks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys, which is funny. The last time I talked to you, like right when you said hello, I was like, Oh my God. I had like two huge mosquito bites that happened. I think like as the phone was ringing on my foot and and we had had a few bug conversations because you yeah. guys had some sort of tick situation going on. I was like, I think it's just like my, uh, I don't know, I'm like energetically aligned with the challenges of living in the forest all of a sudden. I'm like, the bugs are eating me, Kathy. They're like creeping. They're creeping toward you. Yeah, it was my, it was a sympathy bug bite. So I could be like, see, mm-hmm. I live in the city, but I have bugs too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wonder, will the lavender help with that? Because lavender repels certain bugs. I'm hoping so. I actually think it will be. That's a theory of mine. We'll see. We'll that's see what I, happens. That's how I keep the mosquitoes off me. I mix, uh, I I use castor oil as a base, and I mix lavender or lavender oil into the castor oil. And I, if I don't do it every single night on my hands and feet and wherever is exposed (laughs) isn't covered with pajamas they get it they find me and they get me i'm like a mosquito magnet so wow it's lavender that keeps them from biting me yeah it's working it's awesome so hopefully hopefully when we have people coming for retreats and when you come and we have the big retreat the lavender is warding off all the ticks I can't wait. Everybody <laughs> listening, hold that intention. Hippie yes. Witch is going to, let's tell them the name of your property. Blackbird Pines. Hippie Witch is having a retreat at Blackbird Pines one yes. of these days. <laughs> it's happening. That's how you make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm extremely happy for you. I, I I would love to have you back on sometime just to update people because I I just know in my heart that so many people are going to love this episode. I already know. I already can foresee the emails and Twitter messages like, we love Kathy. <laughs> I hope so because, man, talk about being nervous. <laughs> oh, please. You don't sound nervous. You have plenty Good. to say. It would be fun to have you and Todd on too. I think that I really... That would be really fun. Yes. I love that... Um, I got to have Danny and Lori Robinson, who you must know from the Psycho Spiritual of the Year group. They're a couple. Yeah. And I got to I have them. I remember that. And it was so fun having a couple on. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he works on the phone for a living, so he has a really smooth phone voice. Oh, and nice. um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be the superstar of that conversation. <laughs> oh, good. Well, maybe when you guys get the house all built and uh, we can talk about how everything turned out. When do you? That wh- sounds like a date. When do you project that? When do you foresee that happening? That you guys are 
in a house that looks like a house like it's decorated and there's furniture and all that um definitely um we'll be in within the next month and then we'll be working on it for a couple more months but we'll be pretty situated in the next month to two months oh wow that's cool yeah so you're gonna get to start 2019 in your new home yep absolutely okay i have one more question then i'll let you go okay what is your one tip for creating the kick-ass life of your dreams live live now like whatever it is that's important to you that's that is in the back of your mind that you keep putting it off do it do it just do yep. it mm-hmm. all right because because that's that's what you need that's what you need to do if it's always there mm-hmm. so go for it live your life people Mm-hmm. And use magic. Absolutely. And run away if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you have to for a minute. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. This is wonderful. Thank you. Bye. Much love, everybody. Peace. Okay. Bye.